Are you ready for it, people? Mm, 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 mm. That's me taking a drink of my favorite energy drink, which I know is horrible for me, but I do love them so, <laughs> at least this particular type of energy drink. And since we don't have a sponsor and I really don't feel the need to actually in, you know, encourage people to drink these things just <laughs> on a beautiful Sunday morning afternoon, I guess it is, just yes, 12.01 in the afternoon. So it's afternoon, it's a beautiful Sunday afternoon. I'm not going to mention the brand, but it is red and it is sugar-free and it is delicious. And I enjoy them. I wish they'd made a, make a sugar-free or a caffeine-free version of it. No, it is a sugar-free. Just because I really, really like the taste of it. Without all the they do have a lot of bzzz. They do have a lot of bzzz. You know what we're here to talk about today? We're here to talk about bzzz, but not when it comes to bees. We hope to have some good information coming out someday on bees. That's in the works, we hope. We'll see how things go. But uh, today we're going to talk about prepping and energy foods, drinks, supplements, Etc. This is not about the stuff you just use for energy calories day to day. This is about the little things, the bars, the gel shots, the drinks, um, the beans, whatever it is you use to uh, keep you going when you're in on the on the go. Can't stop. Need to power up. And we're looking at this not from a, oh, shoot, it's Monday morning perspective, but as a, are these a viable prep perspective? So. What should you have in your bags? That kind of thing. What do you have in your bag? I know what she has in her bag. What do you have in your bag? Do you have anything? Do you have an upper? Now, here's a caveat. This may not be of huge interest to people's whose religions are opposed to caffeine. And there is a large uh, religious group that is opposed to caffeine. I get that. So this may not be that useful to you, but it's still interesting, I think, for you to hear what other people are doing. So hang with us. Actually, there's uh, two parts to this. There's two parts to this. The caffeine deal, the the stimulants in the food and right. drink is one thing. Right. But so is the quick sugar. And people of any kind of religious belief whatsoever will sometimes find themselves in the need to make cellular-level energy in a hurry, and sugars are just plain the best source for that. But you do pay a price. You do. And And it's not supposed to be for me. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to let her take the lead on this, because this is is a health and wellness sort of thing, and that's kind of her bollywhack. I'm more into the blowing things up <laughs> kind of side of thing. So, I was thinking about this topic this morning. I was, um, I'm, I'm prepping to go on a hike. Uh, uh, some, a hike? Some serious, okay. Maybe a up a mountain. All right. <laughs> a mountain? Oh. Okay, a range of mountains, potentially. A very small range? <laughs> well, I'm not going to climb the whole thing, so yeah, from my point of view. My friend Doc and I are, are planning a hiking trip later in the year. 
to and, places where there is no air. Yeah. Potentially, <laughs> possibly, probably not, but possibly even to a place where there really is no air up there. You have to take oxygen. So this is a, okay. So anyway, she's out there. Gets up this. It's a beautiful morning here in Missouri. It's a, a just a gorgeous morning. A little chilly, but not too bad. Yeah, People little, in the south would be saying it's horrible freezing, but it's not too bad. It was a little below freezing when I got out, yeah. but the sun was bright and it was beautiful, and the birds are starting to sing. And so, so I she got on my pack and my hiking shoes. And she puts went on out her for pack. Hours. Where her pack is um, a necessary part of the hiking experience because you just got to get used to carrying the weight. If you expect to be able to walk with a pack, you have to walk with a pack. Both so you have the pack so that it actually works for you, and so you have your body so it actually works for the pack. Right. Those two things are true. So well, this isn't the pack you'll be taking. So there I was, out hiking before breakfast, and thinking about energy foods because Salty and I are cyclists. We quickly ran into, when we started cycling with some enthusiasm, <laughs> the what bonk. is known as the bonk. The bonk. Yeah. Runners call it hitting a wall. Cyclists call it the bonk. I have bonked. I mean, I have bonked bad enough I fell off a bicycle once. It's yeah. a true story. I fell off a bicycle. I bonked so hard. Here's the deal about running your blood sugar so low. You don't necessarily get hungry, especially if you are... Uh, really engaged in something, especially if you're stressed, especially if you're in the middle of physical exertion, which can suppress normal feelings of hunger, you don't necessarily feel hungry when you get into this sort of an energy crunch. And if you're not somebody who is into this kind of activity, that might come as a surprise for you. Yeah, I mean, because you, you have to, sometimes you have to force yourself to eat while you're doing it, knowing, even though you're not hungry, that you need the energy. So you are an expert on this part. Why don't you describe to them how you know when you're bonking? Okay, you're okay. You're JRA. You're just riding along. All right. That's what everybody wants to uh, wants to. And this is there is no religious connotation to what I'm saying to you at all. But this is how a somebody who rides a bike and is going a long way and it. it it's an experience known as the Church of the Big Ring. You get into this groove, this this oneness with the world around you, and you're just, just riding along. It's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. The sky is blue. You look over, like if you're on a trail, you look over at the mile marker, and you realize, wow, that's 10 miles farther than I thought I was. Okay, cool. So you're just riding along. You're just riding along. It's been an hour. It's been two hours. It's a beautiful day. It's kind of cool. So, you know, you're not feeling the thirst, so you're not pounding the water. Very common on a cool day. You don't drink enough water. And all of a sudden, you're just kind of like, oh, wow, I feel kind of dizzy. That's not good. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to maybe stop the bike. And you realize your coordination is completely gone. You're shot. You can't do anything. You're lucky if you can keep the bike straight up. You stop and your legs wobble. And you know, hey, I'm a big, strong guy. I don't, I mean, I don't normally have trouble standing up, but I'm having (laughs) trouble standing up. That feeling that you have of, oh, I just went from JRA to... This, I mean, you feel a little queasy. You feel a little. It, it, there's a there's a, a core, kind of fluttery. core weakness to you. 
And that is a bonk. <laughs> yeah. And you're you're now, even if you can't eat, okay, even if you have nothing to eat, if you just rest for a bit, give your body a chance to catch up. Let because you, I'm gonna let your her liver talk, will but, make more sugar. Right. Go ahead and tell them that part because this is what happens. Even if you have, we'll just start out with what happens if you have nothing to eat and you bonk. What do you do? You stop and slow down because your liver is in charge of making enough sugar and putting it in your bloodstream when you're not eating. Uh, Normally, when you're fasting, only your brain gets to eat the sugar and all your other tissues pretty much have to eat something else. That's what the hormones tell them to do because the brain needs the sugar and you're saving it for the tissue that needs it. But when you get into physical exertion, the the, uh, skeletal muscles start cheating and they start stealing some of that sugar out of the bloodstream. And as they steal sugar out of the bloodstream, there's not enough left for the brain, and that's where the bonk comes from. If you slow down the activity level, then the liver will crank out more and more sugar, put it in the bloodstream, bring the blood glucose back up to the glucose is a sugar, bring the blood glucose back up to the point where your brain can function all right again, and that's how you relieve the bonk if you don't have anything to feed it. Okay, now I'm a I'm a big hefty fellow. No, no denying that I'm a big hefty guy. And you would think, okay, I, I could lose some serious poundage and have no, you know, that would be actually a good thing. So why doesn't my body just burn the fat? And the truth is it will, but not at a pace that you're, if you're doing a highly active thing. Now, there's two kinds of, this may, I don't know if this is kind of a on topic or not, but if not, I'll take it as my one digression. There's two kinds of ways that you can, um, that your body can burn, well, there's more than two, but there's, there's two main ways that your body can burn off some of, some of itself. You've got some kind of stuff that, that's quick storage, basically, that can be accessed much faster, uh, and there's a certain percentage of that that you have. This is what you get back when you eat after you, like, ride or something. That's a sugar storage form, a starch Go ahead called and t- glycogen. Yeah, glycogen. Go ahead and tell them about the glycogen thing. Yeah, your liver will put in about 2,000 calories worth of glycogen after a good meal, and your skeletal muscles will store up some of their own. The skeletal muscles are, are selfish. They're just going to use theirs and not give it back to the blood. But the liver breaks it down and puts it into the bloodstream. Right. And it'll do that until it runs out, and then the own, the liver has to start going to proteins and things to be able to make more sugars to put in the bloodstream, and that gets slower. Yeah, the, that's the kicker. Yeah, it will burn fat, but that fat you burn is a longer-term thing. You know what I'm saying? It's going to take longer for it to work. So that's why, you know, people who are on a, uh, on a uh, exercise and diet plan, you don't want to overdo it because all you're going to do is burn up your glycogen. You're going to feel like crud and you're going to quit. They don't have a whole lot of glycogen if they've been dieting. so Right. And you just, so you're just going to feel bad. But if you go slower and earlier. steadier and longer and more like walking, why walking is good for you because it does burn calories. Okay. But you don't get into this thing where you're going to bonk. So anyway, that's kind of a side issue. But not really, because you know sometimes when you when you don't have that sugar yourself, you don't have that. You got to replace it with something. If you're, you know, because let's take cycling as a good example. If you are, you know, just tooling around town and you bonk, you just go home and sit down and have a have a have a snack or something. 
But if you're 15 miles from the car, you got to get back to the car. Yeah. That's the, that's the kicker, which is why, as an aside, this is my official aside, when you're riding a bicycle, if you're not a cyclist, always head out into the wind. Do not say, oh, it's much easier to go this way. Let's go this way first. Never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever, ever do that. Now, the wind can be cruel and switch on you some, from time to time. But usually, heading out into the wind on a bike ride is the best plan. Yeah. You don't overrun your capacities that way. So, when you're in this kind of exercise... Uh, oh, there, yeah, there's one other way. When I get a bonk, it often expresses a little bit differently. For example, one day I was on a long bike ride. The target was, I don't know, 35, 30 miles from home, something like that. I was going to turn around there and come back. I was most of the way to the target. I'm, I'm riding a ridge line at the top of a hill. Oh, yeah. The, I, yeah. I look I over to the true. side, and I see the kind of house they used to put over covered bridges, the, the cover for the covered bridges, which we have some of in this part of the country. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know there was a covered bridge up here. Then I ride along a little farther, and I'm like, what is a covered bridge doing at the top of a hill? Spice, stop, and eat. You're bonked because you've gone stupid. <laughs> yeah, she does. I admit, she does. Her mind goes when she's bonked. I get stupid. Uh, so, yeah, which will make me do things like uh, I have to be especially careful when I'm hiking biking there's not as many roads to take you're not as likely to get lost but but you don't really bonk as much as as when you're biking or hiking as when you're biking because when you're when she bikes she goes hardcore she she pounds it okay she goes we do not bike together anymore because she goes at about five to seven miles an hour faster than i do (laughs) i'll get there she'll come back and check on me are you still alive Are you my really goodness? It's only twelve miles, and you're still here. I've been fifteen miles the other side of this and back, and you're still here. I would never talk like that. No, but your eyes do. Are you okay? Yes, dear. I'm fine. I just stopped and took a few pictures. It's okay to do that. I'm actually enjoying myself here. Do you mind? I enjoy it too. I just. Just enjoy, enjoy getting my own wind chill factor. Dropping I do. the hammer. She I does. Do. All right. So oh. that's how I, I get to know the bunk so intimately. So oh, if I, you get... Can I tell a story? Just let me put in this line. If you get stupid and you don't know why, you might be bonked. Okay. Okay. This was several years ago. Many years ago. And unfortunately, Spice had a had a several nice, happy bouts with cancer. <laughs> and uh, one of them, she had uh, chemotherapy. And we're riding down on the Katy Trail, which is in central Missouri. And this was coming out of chemotherapy, but she was still bald as a billiard. You know, now she had a few hairs. I she, had about she, six, and I'd named them all. <laughs> Hang in there, girls. <laughs> so she's wearing a, 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 a uh, oh, what you call it? Head sweat. Head sweat underneath her helmet. And we were right along the Katy Trail. And there were a bunch, I call them jelly beans, okay? This is Mizzou, University of Missouri is down there. And the guys who, who, for the cycling club, they dress up in the, you know, the like the pro pro cyclists to wear these really gaudy, bright. Jelly Belly was literally yeah. their sponsor. So yeah. they have jelly beans on their jerseys. Yeah, they're 
there, there's a whole bunch of a whole pack of these guys, and they um, had were playing around on the on the road, the Big Tree Loop, which runs right next to the Katy Trail. Spice says, "Ah, look at those guys! Look at them! They're strutting their stuff out there. I'm gonna go run them down." So she's got her bike, and we have, to be fair, we have her bike set up in a uh, very aggressive high-speed format. Even her trail bike is. It's got wider tires than most, but it's still a road bike with aero bars and, you know. And so she goes out there. You can finish this, finish that part of the story. It was the first time I'd felt good in three months. But I felt good, so off I go. And I pass these people. Uh not too many miles ahead of that was the stopping point where we were going to hang our bikes up for the day. We had a car there. So we were there putting the uh, bikes on the car when the jelly bellies come up. And I took off my helmet and I took off my head sweat because it itched, frankly. And their eyes got really wide and they were staring at my head. And by this time I'd been bald for two and a half months, whatever. And somebody said, oh, you must be training for a triathlon because super serious swimmers will <laughs> shave their heads to reduce the drag. I don't think I actually said it. I did. I uh, did. Yeah. No, she's just got out of chemotherapy. Yeah. I said it to crush. Now, these are 20-year-old, 21-year-old, I am the king of the world, testosterone-fueled cycling machines in their jelly belly cycling team outfits, and she crushed them like a bug. A (laughs) 40-something-year-old woman coming out of chemotherapy broke their wills. You could see their... their, Egos just being <laughs> crushed like a tin can. It was the most hilarious thing. And But here's the thing, all right? She had a level of fitness before the chemo. Now, the chemo did horrible things. Mm. Chemo, that's nasty stuff. And she, she got the full meal deal. Um, but she had a level of fitness going into that that was so high that she really didn't lose that much, even with the chemo, over the three months. And she kept exercising throughout the whole time. As much as I could. As much as she could. I mean, there were times when literally she could barely walk. But she kept doing as much as she could, and she kept that core level up to the point where when she felt good again, she hadn't lost that much. Now, she lost a little, yeah, but... So... Anyway, that's kind of a kind of off topic, but not really. It's part of why we we preach the fitness line so much, because it has enhanced life quality in many ways throughout the years. Okay, but, back to the energy drink and energy supplements. So there are two parts to this. One is just keeping the blood sugar up, and in my opinion, everybody if they've got any kind of bag they're going to take and grab and go ought to have the right stuff for them to provide quick sugar when they need it. Uh, my poison of choice, I'll go ahead and mention it because it's it's actually better than most, so it's worth worth naming. Again, we have no sponsors. Cliff Bars. Oh, Cliff Bars are good. We like Cliff Bars. They're about 250 calories a piece, more or less. It has a mixture of 
quick-hitting brown rice syrup kind of sugars and some other carbs that take longer to release. So it starts to hit you within about 10 minutes, and it keeps working with you for a couple hours. Because you don't have to fill all your calorie needs from these bars, guys. You just have to fill in the gap between what your liver can produce and put out there for you and what you're burning. Now, one and thing, a Cliff Bar is enough to do that for a couple hours for me, generally. One thing about Cliff Bars that's really, really good is if you read their list of ingredients, they have actual food in their food as opposed to just a bunch of synthetic crud. There's a lot of these bars out there that are just synthetic crud. But Cliff Bars are really good. They're actually good for you. They're good food. Now, we have to put in a caveat here. If you are expecting to do something like this, and you know need some quick energy and if you are a diabetic this is a that changes the whole uh you have a whole different challenge okay and i'm not going to pretend to know what to, what advice to give you because everybody's situation is completely different so this is something I'm sure that you really need to work out with your doctor. And if your doctor isn't a sports-type person, maybe you might want to find a doctor who is just, you know, get some, get some advice on active stuff. Your doctor should know this stuff, though. Um, I've got some, some of that stuff in the diabetic posts right. I've got on 3BY. But everybody's different. But you know? at, at least carry something with sugar in it, even if you normally avoid sugar. Because if you're medicating for the diabetes, you can get your blood sugar too low. It's actually a higher risk to run blood sugar too low when you're diabetic than when you're not diabetic if you're treating it. Because the levels of treatment vary with exercise and it can be hard to balance. So have it there. Know what it feels like. You might feel anxious as well. A lot of uh, people, especially diabetics, get anxious and jittery feeling as well as the other symptoms when their blood glucose now, one runs thing, too low. Now, one thing that goes that uh, we, we she kind of mentioned before with the, with the keeping the exercise up is... In this sort of situation, you don't want the first time that you're facing a low so blood sugar because of extended exercise to be in an emergency. You need to know where your limits are. You need to know. And the, the only real way to do that is to be out there and be active. You, gotta, you can't just sit around and you know, expect, oh, I've got this in my, in my bag. I'll be fine. Just like you can't expect to pick up a 50-pound pack and carry it 20 miles a day without ever doing it. I'll tell you right now, I couldn't do it. I, w- I have no plans on doing it. I'll put that 20-pound pack or 30 or 40 or 50, whatever it is, I'll put it in the panniers on my bicycle and off I'll go. Even if I have to push the bicycle. Because I have no intention of carrying that kind of weight because it's just no real reason to. Uh, I have bicycles that can go just about anywhere I can. So, so, yeah. Cliff just, bars, temperature stable. You can freeze them. You can put them at 112 degrees for about six months. Yeah, they're, they're still, still good no matter what kind of horrible, abusive conditions you put them I, in. I'll put the caveat on they're still edible. And okay, they still they're still nutrition. good for they're good for three months. <laughs> they're edible for six. However, they get stale and and hard. If you are riding your bicycle. And if you have a cycling jersey, the key is to put your cliff bar in your back pocket. Because by the time it's time to eat it, it's obviously a a waterproof and and sweatproof protective package. Their packages are. Yeah. 
When you open it up and you get to eat that warm cookie, yeah, it's, it's a warm, warm cookie. Mm. Oh, remember that? Remember that race across America where we we went to <laughs> yeah. we, we we helped them out a little bit. We volunteered for for one of the rest stops. And I'll never forget that. The guy comes in, and he's like. Okay, you know, he's half dead, and, and his manager's there. He's, oh, you can do this, you can do this. And we're in eastern Missouri at this at this rest stop. And the manager said, the guy says, can I, have one, can I have one of those cookies? Those are really good. The manager kind of looks at me, you can have a cookie in Ohio. <laughs> I thought that was the single cruelest thing I've ever heard in my life. And he was serious. You can have a cookie in Ohio. I'm like... <laughs> Turn your back, dude. He's getting a cookie. <laughs> you know? Come on. Okay, so sugar source. Have that on hand. Know what it feels like. Caffeine is, it's got some real pluses and it's got some real minuses. It will keep you more alert. It will help you focus on what you need to focus on. It will keep you from falling asleep when you don't need to fall asleep. It will help you liberate fat from your stores into your blood so your muscles can have it better but but it will raise your blood pressure yes it will make you more anxious yes it will make you more likely to panic yes because it actually activates the sympathetic nervous system which is your stress response it will tend to lead you especially if you're stressed for other reasons to tunnel vision focus not literal tunnel vision, um, that's focus of attention, where you're really good on focusing on what you're trying to focus on, but you can be surprisingly oblivious to other cues from your environment. That's a characteristic of excessive stress, and it's therefore a characteristic of excessive caffeine. Too much of it, if you feel this big thump in your chest, and then there's a disturbing stillness like your heart is missed a beat, your heart has just missed a beat. It's called an ectopic heartbeat. Excessive caffeine can do it. Congratulations, you have just discovered how much caffeine was too much. Now, I have a caveat. A lot of people a lot of people have two or three cups of joe in the morning. All right? And caffeinated. So a lot of people have this have built up caffeine in them. Or built up a caffeine, I don't know if it's a tolerance. Yes. Uh, and people, I've, I've seen it debated whether caffeine is actually addictive or not. I, it's certainly, at least in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, at least psychologically addictive. I know that if I've had a lot of caffeine for a lot of days in a row and I don't have any, I do feel lethargic and I do feel it is somewhat a headache. physically addicting. Yeah. That headache is a real thing. But it's not it's like, a- you know, I'm... A heroin addict not getting my heroin. Some okay. addictions are way more dangerous than yeah, others. This one's not like Is that. it addictive? Yes. Is it like being addicted to Coke? No. And I actually can, you know, I don't drink that much of it because I kind of have blood pressure issues and I really can't afford to do that. So, you know, I can take it or leave it and really literally take it or leave it. And it makes no difference. Most days we leave it. Most days we leave it. We we both like the energy drinks. But and pretty much that's a Saturday yeah. thing or yeah. a Sunday thing. Can't afford to drink them every day because they raise my blood pressure too high. But Yeah. So, uh, but it's just something to keep in mind. Like if you've already got three cups of Joe in you and then you put some more caffeine in you, that's actually quite a bit of caffeine. So just something to keep in mind. 
They do make caffeine pills. Do not recommend them. Yeah, a lot of times the going with herbal supplements does not make it safer because a lot of those uh, herbal energy drinks, if you read the ingredient list and you know enough about plants to know which ones make caffeine, they've got six different caffeine-producing plants in that herbal energy tea. What the heck do you think is really providing the energy <laughs> from that herbal tea? It's hmm. caffeine. Why, yes, it is. And then there was Mao Hong. Remember Mao Hong? I forget exactly what was in that. Ephedrine. Ah, uh, yeah. That's one yeah, of the ephedrines. the ephedrine thing. There are several that make ephedra, too. Now, the ephedrine... And they put those in the energy tea, too, if you're not careful about it. Yeah, now, ephedra, I mean, it'll jack you up. It really will. I mean, I've had it a couple Decongest times. Decongest you. Oh, it's great for that. Mm. It's the best decongestant you'll ever find. But... Blood pressure spiking, no sleep. <laughs> don't don't you know, take the clear up so you can sleep. If you drink too much or eat too much of it, you'll just die. So, you know. uh, most people won't. <laughs> Mostly. A small subset will, but, you know. So, that's the basic story. I think everybody needs to have some sources of sugar they know work for them handy. So they can recognize when the blood glucose starts to get low when they're working too hard. It feels more like a low fuel warning than actual hunger. Eat anyway. Because you need it, and you'll recognize that you need it when you feel very much better in 10 minutes. Um, Caffeine? Opinions differ on that one. Uh, I carry some with me. Uh, We carry the uh, energy shots, for example, but mostly that's for... If we end up having to drive for longer than we expect to on a given day, that stuff is better than crashing. But that's about the only reason we'd really take it. Yeah, and no. those, those do not last long term. They get truly disgusting. And I don't know if they get dangerous or not, but something is degrading in those suckers after about six months. What she's talking about is like, like the six-hour energy thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I've actually... We have we always carry at least one with us because I have been in a situation where okay there are no hotel rooms there's no place to it's not we don't have our gear you know we have to get home <laughs> and yeah it'll it'll make that night's sleep really bad for me but it's better than crashing the car so. yeah we actually do have our gear with us now but sometimes you really just want to get home instead and, or it's just you don't not, want to stay in the car it's not worth you know there's no hotel rooms and it's just not worth doing it. Okay. Okay. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.